All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Um, all right, so keeping it moving, uh, sticking still with the NBA theme. Um, but like I said, he's going to make his debut tomorrow, speaking of Wimby. What did you, what did you think about the um, – before we get into the other NBA news, what do you think about the performance uh, yesterday from Balik, uh, the Malachi, Brenham? Malachi Brenham? I mean, I, this this goes back to the conversation we were having a couple weeks ago. I said, don't forget the Spurs drafted two guards after Sohan in the first round last year. Right. And both of them showed out last night. Blake Wesley was all over uh, NBA videos last night for his two dunks that he had. And Malachi Branham uh, scoring 30 points. Yeah. You can't forget that even though they didn't, they didn't do it this year, and maybe they were unheralded you know, or, or maybe underrated uh, last year because the Spurs were worried about the you know, fans were worried about their, their selection only being so hand you, at, at oh, what, seven. Do you think Malachi makes the 12 or the 13? How many ever to the roster on the NBA? I mean, you think they he both makes will. Them? Yeah. Malachi Brandon, and this goes back to when we were doing the uh, postseason all teams, right? All defensive, all rookie. Malachi Brandon was on the ballot, received votes for second team for for all rookie team. Right. Spurs fans just maybe didn't appreciate him. But do you think he's yeah he's gonna make the team? But do you think he's done with G for G League? He's gonna be up with the big boys. He was with Is the big that- boys last year. For all 82? And him and Wesley were up there, maybe not 82, but I want to say about uh, maybe 76. And it was That's really just because enough. it was around December when they were trying to work them in. Okay. Uh, both of them. I mean, So who do you've been high on him. So my, my question to you, who's going to be the odd man out then at the guard position then, if you had to say right now? I know it's early because we've got a long way to go before the season. you got camp, but it's a long time before October. But if you had to look at a crystal ball, who do you think? And when I say odd man out, I mean like minutes. Like who's going to really have to work to get minutes on the floor if you're that high on Malachi? Well, because they're lengthy guards, both uh, Malachi and Wes, uh, Blake Wesley are what six four, six five. Mm-hmm. They're both lengthy, rangy guards. So, and and the Spurs have been working towards a more posi- you know the the modern positionless basketball. So there's a way to just work them in. I, I think that it's going to be a sense of load management for kind of everybody, and and the Spurs have the opportunity to ride the hot hand that night. Okay. And both guys have the opportunity. Blake Wesley coming out of Notre Dame has the opportunity. He was a scoring guard there, and has the opportunity to just go off. So, you know, don't. Sometimes you can get kind of caught into the just looking forward, looking for what's next, looking for what's next, and not really appreciating what it is you have. And that's one of those things that gets rough when you're on, on, when you have a losing team, and you're just like, oh well, our whole team sucks. Um, you know, because it's easy to fall into that mentality when really they're just, they were last, even last year, they were just young. And that comes from, you know, again, I grew up polling for a football team, that the same thing. And then you see guys get plucked off by, I mean, the Denver Broncos, if they never grabbed TJ Ward from Cleveland, because he was the Browns' safety first, and he made Pro Bowls over there. But then you come over and then you win a Super Bowl because he's the missing piece on that defense for, for Denver. So those yeah. kinds of things, when you look at it, when you step back and you look at it 
from that perspective, you just got to be a little bit more patient with your team sometimes. And you're seeing year two paying off for Malachi Branham and Blake Wesley, both middle first round picks. T.J. Ward got better coach when he came from Cleveland. T.J. That wasn't the same T.J. Ward that played in Cleveland. Nice try though, but it wasn't the same T.J. Ward. Wade Phillips, Super Bowl winning coach, and like I said, that's the Marcus Smart. I mean, that's the heart. That that's one of the biggest mistakes. Elway missed a lot on picks, but T.J. Ward, yes, he he played in Cleveland, but that wasn't the T.J. Ward in Cleveland. He but was anyway, a Pro Bowler in Cleveland. Yeah, Pro Bowl. I mean, who don't make the Pro Bowl? I mean, sometimes you got to get in the Pro Bowl. It's first team, all team. You're talking about being one of the elite defenses of all time. That wasn't TJ Ward because if he was playing like that, y'all's ass wouldn't let him get away. So the, he got coached up. Coaching matters. And you're going to find that out across the NFL this season. I tell you, that's going to be the story of the National Football League in 2023. But we're not talking football yet. We're still on basketball. So I wanted to give you a take because that's why I had him in the docket because I remember you talking about him. I haven't dived in him all the way yet, but you, I don't care if it's Summer League guys, G League guys. You scored 32 against professionals, and all those young men are professionals. That's something to take note of. Now, let's talk a little bit before we leave the NBA scene in regards to some of the up Update on the free agency news. Uh, we've seen uh, Williams, Mr. Williams uh, from Celtics. He he's on his move to Dallas. He was part of a three-team uh, trade uh, that sees um, Williams uh, going to the from the Celtics uh, to Dallas. Um, when I first saw this, it's like you're trying to get the poor man's Brunson that you let let go and made a mistake about the year before. Um, that's where I look at this trade. That's the first thing that popped in my mind, meaning like, you know, yes, I don't think they're coming in to say he's going to do the same things Brunson did because I don't think he can be as dynamic, I don't think, as he can at that point. I think they messed up big time letting him go. But this is kind of a redo trying to sit there and say, hey, we need some other depth at guard position. We can't just rely on, you know, Luka. And then, of course, they acquired Kyrie during trade and he got paid. Uh, but this is – I mean, I like the move. It's okay. You know, again, you Boston – there's a lot of overshadowing, overshadowing them right now. Um, but again, that is something that's going on the radar and the decision that they're going down in regards because all every all indications are they're going to try to pay both these young men. Speaking of Tatum, which I think that's not a surprise, but Jalen Brown. And that's going to be a big penny to play in this new luxury uh, deal. Also, NBA free agent update. What do you got? Well, in that deal, and again, t- speaking of the backyard here mm-hmm. a little bit too, the San Antonio Spurs were a part of the Mavs acquiring Grant Williams and Boston acquiring picks. Um, so the the trade sent, uh, you know, Grant Williams did finalize a four-year, $53 million extension as part of the sign and trade. Um, Spurs are getting Reggie Bullock and an unprotected first-round uh, pick swap in 2030 from Dallas. And unprotected though, that's a key. That's a key note there. Um, But the Celtics um, and the Mavericks are both receiving two second round picks each. Uh, The the Celtics also got a six uh, a trade exception in there. So, uh, seeing how the going back to the the as we all wait for uh, Damian Lillard to get moved, this shows you a little bit there as to how that third team can kind of facilitate. And Spurs still have. About fifteen million in cap space. Um, well, 
That that's nice to know. I mean, the unprotected part. I mean, at least they're because you said the Spurs got an unprotected pick, right? Uh, pick swap. Pick swap with Dallas. Well, so if Dallas were to get the first round pick in the twenty thirty lottery, the Spurs would be able to acquire. Well, at least Brian's starting to learn. I mean, the new way of stop getting so damn many trades that got protected picks. I mean, at least they're getting to the new wave. I mean, Wimby's having an effect on the whole organization in a positive way. Um, Portland, Dame watch is still going on. Now, according to Wojo, because this has been the big topic across the industry in the sports talking world, is did the Portland Trailblazers, they owe Dame anything? Do Are they going to try to accommodate Dame, or do they put Portland first? Do they put the franchise first? Well, the reports yesterday came out that this wasn't expected, speaking of this trade, to happen anytime soon. Okay, Then today, we have reports from Woj that's saying that Dame's agent – is going around calling teams and general managers and contacts he had through the league and saying, don't trade for this guy because if you trade for him and your name's not the Miami Heat, you're getting an unhappy player. Now, before I get my take on that, the other piece of this nugget is reports are that the Portland Trailblazers are looking for like a Kevin Durant-like haul back for Dame Lillard. So if that report is true, then that lets me know they're not really working with Dame and care about so much about doing right by Dame. That's number one. Number two, in regards to the agent, and everybody knows how I feel about agents. I thought that's what I was destined to do when I was in high school. I told this story a hundred times in the airways. But again, at that time, you had to have a law degree. And I knew my ass wasn't cut out for no damn law school. Okay. I was leaning on Jesus through all through high school just to try to make it. But, and I usually, and I say all that because I usually side with the agent. But when we live in a time with all these rules, and I'm not saying just the NBA, but I'm talking about NFL, other sports. When we live in these times of tampering and players getting in, you know, Coaches and GMs getting in trouble for contacting a player before the free agent period, all this. I back the agents, but I think I don't like this. And I think this is this is a situation where this probably happens a lot more than it's reported. And I feel like it's a double standard. I feel like it it's it it undermines the rules that are allowed to GMs and owners to operate in the NBA. I know we've gotten to a point where the players, which I have no problem with that. I mean, the players in NBA has fought, fought, fought over the last, I don't know, seven to eight years, nine, ten years. And you can thank LeBron James for this. But they've got more player control, and I have no problem with it. But how much control is too much control? But that's irrelevant because that's where they're at. And so, therefore, you know, the general managers and the owners have had hard times making contracts stand up. Two guys that are franchise guys that want out of the city to go play with whoever, try to win a title. So they've had to navigate and deal with that. So now you're telling me that it's okay, and this isn't the first time this has happened. This isn't won't be the last time. But due to the fact that this is coming out a light now, during the summer, as we wait for football and camp and pads to start popping, and because you're dealing with a guy like Dame Lillard. 
this is a story. This is a big deal. This is bringing to the light like, OK, but but it's not. This is something that's always happened. But it's the first time I've looked at it through this lens to be like, you know what, if you really think about it, that's not right. Like if, if that's another problem. That, like you can't be a general man. That's sabotaging business. Who cares if, if Dame has made it like, look, first of all, by Portland's actions in regards to saying, quote, that we want a haul or, you know, we want this or maybe their price tag is too high. Why things haven't moved. That lets me know right there that they really were genuine when they said we want Dame to be here. We want to build around Dame with Scoot and give us an opportunity. So they really don't. They really meant that. But I also said, like, and I'll say it again, because if you didn't tune in yesterday's show, you can do check the podcast. But I talked about this yesterday in regards to I think both parties, the Portland Trailblazers and Dame, have spent too much time in the last two or three months trying to come out smelling like roses on this. They've been trying to win a PR battle to the fan base. Like, it ain't us. We wanted them. We didn't run them out of town, Dame. Like, hey, man, I, I didn't know. Hey. No, nah, they both have been. So my point is back to the agent. I think this is totally wrong. Like you can't sit there and sabotage a deal and call everybody up and say, hey, don't trade for him because you're going to he's going to be unhappy if you go to him. You're undermining the and, and, and the reason why I know this is normal practice is because normally, like even the article I was reading, normally this is the protocol, how players end up basically. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to soil the market. So really, it comes down to regardless what the Heat are offering him, excuse me, regardless what the Heat are offering the trailblazers. You got to deal with them because nobody else, everybody knows he don't want to be there. You know, it's one thing. And this is another thing. Like, it's one thing if Dame comes out on his so and all these guys got social media. Dame's on Twitter. Dame's on social media. Always doing endo-endos here and there. You know, uh, they've got the Players Tribune. They've got platforms where if this is, don't let your agent do the dirty work. Like, yes, the agent is supposed to work for the player, but don't let him try to do the dirty work, take your bullet. Why don't you come out and tweet, Dane? Why don't you come out and say, Miami's really the only team I want to play with? I don't think Portland's done enough this offseason to acquire the talent that I think I need around me to compete for a championship. Why don't you say it? Go into the booth, make a track about it, spit 16 about it and drop an album. I don't care, but just don't let your agent do the dirty work. And I feel the agent, this is just wrong practice. Now, if a, if a GM calls up an agent and say, hey, man, we're acquiring, we're kind of interested in Dane. What do you think? You think he would enjoy? OK, if the agent's in there, say, hey, man, honestly, he just wants to go to Miami. Now, that's totally different. But if you're going out of your way to get contacts in your phone and, hey, I need that. If you're going out of your way to call 30 teams or 29 teams and let them know, well, it'll be 28 because it wouldn't be calling Portland and Miami. So you're calling 28 teams to let them know, we don't trade for him because he's going to be disgruntled. That's Bush League, man. And that's even a problem. That's even another problem that Adam and the NBA has on their on their hands. And it's always been there. I mean, Dame's agent ain't the first one to do this. But if you really put that on what's going on and who the player we're talking about, I'm not down with that. I'm not down with that. And, and to me, I think Dame has tried so hard. He's tried so hard to come out of this looking clean because of what he tweeted a few years ago when Kevin Durant on July 4th weekend decided to go take his talents to Golden State. 
And they're like, wow, man, this is what we're doing. we just running. Won't y'all get in the gym? Because of that comment, which I think a lot of even people like me that kept receipts, I still give them a pass for that because I still, I've said it. It ain't nothing changed. I've been very critical of Dane, but he's been loyal. This doesn't mean to me, I don't change the fact that I think, wow, he wants out now. You're so disloyal to Portland. No, that's not the case. So why are you spending so much time trying to win a PR battle and having your agent do the dirty work? If I'm a GM and an owner, I'm living, then we, we got to talk about this at the next owner's meeting. Because how are we supposed to run teams if we got agents deliberately going and cold calling other GMs saying, no, don't do it. Because he's going he's gonna to lay and he's going to kick and scream and he doesn't care about his $40 million he's going to make. He don't want to go play there. He don't want to go live there. That's terrible. 87737-GRIND. What do you got? Well, I mean, the contract point of it all, too. I mean, that, that would be the next thing. And, of course, they just had the, the CBA just got passed. Um, but that's the other thing that's going to make things like this more difficult is Dame's going to make $50 million in 2024. $48 million is, 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 is the, that last year that he opted into last summer. So there's got to be some kind of insurance for teams on that fact. Again, like I said, it's just a bad it's it's a bad look uh, in general on, on both parties. And like I said, you 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 spend so much energy trying to look not look bad in the situation, and it's probably gonna come out that you're gonna leave a little muddy. You have some muddy hands in this situation. Listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Trap, we need a business office. Magic City need a business office. 29, I keep a business office. I'm in love with Houston, Dallas, Austin. Tell your guys to hold up on a team chain. Seem like they made me money for coffee. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spending the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosakis. Get a dose. 
And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pilden Whiskey. All right, keep in mind, Pilden Whiskey is an oak bell whiskey distilled in Canada using some of the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pilden Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth and rich, complex flavor. And don't forget, Pilden Whiskey is the spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, and it's the official whiskey of the professional bull riding tour, the Velocity Tour, and it's the official whiskey of the sports grind and an official sponsor of the sports grind as well too 87737grind so that's my deal with Dame and his agent I just think that they're headed toward a situation to where Dame at least he's done so much winning the PR battle that it's going to look and like I know Jonas asked me during break well do I think what does I feel like this is going to do to Dame's legacy this is, I don't think, regardless how long this takes or how ugly it gets, because of the fan base you're dealing with Portland, they've been through some years, man. They've been through the Trail Gangsters, the Rasheed Wallace, Isaiah Ryder days. They've been down. I mean, they won a championship in 77, the year I was born with Will Walton. They put up with a lot. This is not going to kill Dame's legacy in regards to Portland, what they think. I mean, there might be a portion of people that are a little bitter, I mean, a little salty, but no, his jersey still get retired there, and he's still always going to be looked at as a trailblazer. Yeah, I, I just worry about the reception that he might receive the next time that he's there and maybe the next few times because this is the one time uh, that you feel like maybe as a, as a trailblazer fan that you have the opportunity to flip the product. He doesn't want to stay there. That's fine, and you're ready to move on because – you know, the, the, we're the team or entering the Scooter, Scoot Henderson era. Um, I, I think that this is your opportunity to get the most for it. And so even if I was a Trailblazer fan, I'm like, Dame, I appreciate it. Dame time and everything for the few years. But I'm, I'm taking best offer. <laughs> even as a fan, because you feel like you almost get fleeced if you don't get the best offer. Well... Unfortunately, I mean, I hate to sound like Pop or Charles Barkley or anybody, but the and the fans don't. It don't matter what the fans feel. They their emotion. I mean, we've seen where fans burn jerseys and all that, and nobody gets a warm welcome when they come back in a different uniform. It's always some booze here. I mean, there's levels to things. I think there'll be some disgruntled Portland fan, yes, but they've known like this. This is also the thing to me, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but. The way Dame is acting and the way that, you know, um, when you talk about the fan base, they almost went through this last year. There was there was talks about trying to move him possibly last year. Everybody knew that this was coming to a situation where Dame, like once Stotts was fired and once CJ was gone, that should have let you know the time was up for Dame. There was nobody that that has a basketball mind that covers a game or looks at it would have looked at that situation in Portland and thinking Dame Lillard was going to finish his career as a trailblazer in this era. So I just feel that the the, the reception, even if they get a haul, he's going to get booed by some people when he goes back to Portland. That's just the era we're in. It's the social media, young people in Tyler, I will screw you, this and that. But for the real Portland fans, it's gone through the, you know, almost knocking off the 01 Lakers, that that, that era, that, that when I'm talking about, they still, they're the one fan base in the NBA through thick and thin, through like when they're down and going through the years, they still sell, they still pack their arena. There's five titles down here, and they had to do Jackie Moon promotions just to break even, maybe just to get out of the red so much from attendance and loss of ticket sales. Portland only, they show up. 
That shows you the fan base. When it comes to back, they don't have, there's, you know, look, there's really no other professional teams up there. So to me, this is a fan base that this is, they've been through worse than this. Dame is still going to be loved up there. That's why I don't get it, the reason why it's taking so long, because if they were involved, they were, there was rumors with this last year. This was, the writing was on the wall for this. I called this like three, four years ago. Right, but, but you take on the villain role when you only name one team and that team can't return. Oh, the only thing we're really short of is is, is an uncle here. Uh, speaking out for Dame, trying trying to work his own his own magic, but okay? I think because if because if you look at it, if and and just from the, the from the regional perspective, right, being able to speak from it from down here, you look go back to 2018 and you say that Spurs got fleeced in the trade for Kawhi, but because they, they didn't want to deal with the Lakers and that's where he wanted to go, but okay? nobody but nobody but, but got so, upset so, about that down here. No fans got. That's where I'm pushing back on you about the you're, trade. You're, no, and people got upset because the fact he wanted out of here. People attacked his sister. Whether you sold, whether you took sides, whether this was Kawhi that wanted to go home in L.A., he wouldn't want to be but, here. Or but you think no matter what, no matter what side of the fence you sat on about him wanting out, then you get to the return part, and you're like, wow, we lost, and then and especially right. because he goes on to win a title in 2019. So. But where, the, but Jonas, where is it? Part. But 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 where is that anger towards? It's the GM, the owners, the fans. Don't sit there and blame the players. Like, oh man, dude, we didn't get anything because well, of you. Like, where the, are you the, talking the player, about? The, the player starts it by not wanting to be there. Okay, so so now you're the, you're the GM though in Portland, and I feel like at this point, you almost have to say again, screw what you want, Dame. I've got to, we've got to do what's best for us. Okay, because that, this is our one time. If you don't want to be here, and we have to fine. get rid of our superstar here. And this is our one time I, to cash in like everybody not, else and be able to flip it. And that's where you're asking for a KD four first-round picks. I'm not pushing back on you with that. I agree. I'm pushing back that you're thinking that his legacy being tarnished or him being booed when he comes back or the venom from fans is going to be like, damn, dude, you only weighed one team and that's all we got? That's not how if, it works. If, if, he goes to my, if he goes to Miami because that's the only place and, 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 and the, the front office folds in that fact – but now you've got his agent making these calls, this report today. That's the part that that starts to build the venom. I think Jonas, it's, you're it's, you're totally Jonas. They can get a KD Hall, or they can get nothing. The same, the fans that are going to have venom toward Dame. It's about him not wanting to retire. That he wants to leave. It doesn't matter. You, like you think that in this world you're thinking about, and this is the. I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about the fan. fan it, it doesn't work that way. If, if they sit those people. That are gonna show up to boo his first game back in Portland. Those people that feel like you know what, and I'm talking about a three percent of people in Portland that feel like, oh dang, screw him, burn the jersey. They could go get three first round picks. They could get a starter back. Those people are still gonna be mad at Dame, whether they get an unprotected pick or whatever. That has nothing to do with that. That has nothing to do with that. That's fanatic talk. That is not people. They're gonna be up whether it when you hear venom, when you hear jerseys burning. Was Jersey burning for LeBron James in Cleveland because, damn, man, that's all we got for him? No, because he left Cleveland. He was the best thing that showed up to Cleveland since since Bernie Kosar was there. Well, remember, he left in free agency. <laughs> I understand that, but he – exactly. So there were still people pissed. So my point to making to you is that whether those certain people, the 3% in Portland, they're going to be mad regardless. It's not about him. He's only naming one team and they're not going to get they're going to be mad because we could have got that. No, man. No, that's corny. That doesn't work that way. Like fan, people are going to be mad because he don't want to be a trailblazer no more. 
they're not even thinking about what they're trying to get back in for Dame. Yes, you want the and when you bring up the situation down here, nobody was upset about the whole what they got in return. There was only one dude down here in this market from a media standpoint fan that was even bringing that topic up because the whole notion was, if Pop, we trust, we'll be okay, DeRozan's okay, and I told you that was garbage from day one and took the bullet for saying it and I proved to be right. So at the end of the day, it's that no one cared about. It was about he doesn't want to be a spur. He's not one of us. He ain't Tim. He ain't Dave. Get him out of here. He always wanted to go to L.A. anyway. Nobody was sitting there like, damn, dude, we didn't get no protection. We got, we, I mean, who, who did we get? I mean, no one's looking. We got Pirtle out of that. We didn't get Siakam. Nobody's having those conversations. They were just upset. No, they were just upset because Kawhi didn't want to be here. You turned your back on us. And then you made Pop search and go look for you. Nobody was banging saying, damn, man, we're pissed. Look, we only got this. No, sorry. Media wasn't even covered. I was the only one down here taking that angle. Everybody was about either you thought it. I knew from a dick, though, and I ain't even thought about being no GM. That was a horrible trade. Now, there's some things that came out of it. You talk about the Keldon pick and all that, but what I'm thinking, so we can move on for the Dame situation, his legacy is cemented in Portland. Are there going to be some emotions? I mean, when you break up with a wife, you spent 25, or a man or a woman, you've been married for 25 years. When you first go through it, depending on how it goes, if it's like, there's going to be some animosity there, but you spent 25 years together. So eventually, if y'all got kids, y'all got tired, y'all going to be cordial at some time. Time heals wounds for sometimes, in the most part, in certain situations. That's why this is ridiculous the way Dame and the way he's tiptoeing around this. He needs to let it hang and say, look, I don't think they haven't done enough here to help win a championship. I want out. Like I said, go in the booth, spit 16 bars about it, make a rap song about it, do a mixtape. But just don't let your agent do the dirty work. But that's, that's what he did. He, he, when he officially requested the trade, he came out publicly and said, I want to be, I'm requesting a trade from the Trailblazers. He's done that part. But he's never said why. He's never said why. So yes, he acknowledged. He's, we, he's you, never you, said. He's already, never said why. We already know why because they, they, he was. We had all the reports because he met with the team to see if they could still build a contender around him. He didn't want to be a part of a youth movement. He asked the team but he to never, trade the pick. He came you can, publicly you, and said you, to do you, that. You can assume everything, but since you judge a lot about fans, about how fans feel, it's different if you don't say it. Yeah, we all know that he wants to win. Until he comes out and says, hey, this is, he doesn't want to say it because it hurts more. It burns more. You can know your significant, the, the significant other's cheating on you, and you can sit there and be in a novel. When they come to you and just sit there and say, yeah, I did it, even though you know it burns differently because now it's coming out of their mouth. Dame ain't said nothing. All Dame said is that I want to trade. He ain't come out there and say, nah, man, I don't think the front office is done right by me. Hey, I've always had a dream to play in Miami. I, I would love to play for Pat Riley. He ain't said none of that because that adds the venom on, not because we're going to get fleeced and we only got two or three picks out of it. 877-37-GRIND. All right, moving on to the National Football League, okay? Um, moving on, before we get into some other notes here and there, I want to continue the talk that we had yesterday in regards to the quarterback tiers. Um, because we kind of touched on it in the last segment, and, and, and I hadn't read the list beforehand, uh, but you know I know Jonas was spitting out some different type of tiers, and I thought it was very interesting when we got down to tier four and five. But again, for people that didn't listen to yesterday's show, you can always go and check out the podcast on sportsgrindonline.com. But let's refresh. The, the first tier was pretty much, I think, pretty much simple. 
And yeah. I called that one right. After that, I kind of struggled after two in the two, but the one was the first one was easy when you're talking about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, and okay. author Will Brinson over at CBS Sports, he called that his big three, tier one. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If Josh Allen doesn't cut down, if he doesn't bounce back from his first year off of Brian Dayball, I'll be a first. I'll be another first one to start a chant and let everybody else catch me from behind. I'll tell you right now, if he doesn't come back, because if he doesn't cut down on them uh, interceptions in the red zone without Dable, I'm going to start saying, what does Josh Allen look like without Brian Dable? Because Brian Dable just got Daniel Jones a contract. So my point being, be careful because because it d- depends on because if I feel like if he has another season like he did last year with the turnovers and the turnovers and it got away with him at the second half of the season, he, he could come out of that tier two. I mean, that tier one, he could be knocked down to tier two, in my opinion. But I think for right now, the sake of right now going into 2023, the body of work off of 2022, I have no problem with tier one. Now, tier two. It was kind of shame on me because I know when you were trying to get me to guess at this, I left out Lamar Jackson in tier two. And not only that, I think CBS who did this, uh, the gentleman did, he left out Lamar Jackson in tier two. Did, or did he add, to, he, he had Lamar Jackson? Okay. Yeah. Shame on me because I think from a standpoint, look, I think. And I've been saying this. I think this year, you, I do believe the game plan that Harbaugh, Ozzie Newsom, their current GM now, I think the game plan and the way they wanted their organization and team and offense structured around Lamar Jackson and them being disciplined because Baltimore is disciplined in what they will do and not what they, what they will do and what they won't do. You saw that during the negotiations with Lamar Jackson's contract. They stuck consistent to it. And with that said, it held him back from a passing standpoint. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think Lamar Jackson, I saw him at Louisville. I think with Bobby P, I think this is going to look more about that he's going to get some, have some weapons. They made this first season all about him. He's going to spread the ball around the yard with this offensive coordinator that's coming out of Georgia after just winning two back-to-back national championships. And look what he was working with at quarterback. He barely got drafted. Didn't he get drafted by the Rams or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Stenson Bennett, is that his name? Benedict Arnold was like 40 playing quarterback at college. But anyway, um, yes, definitely. I left Lamar out in tier two. Who else did he have in tier two? Uh, Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and Jalen Hurts. And you did, you did guess Herbert. And yeah. Jalen Hurts there. I'm going to tell you this, too. And, and and again, that's why you dream to have one of these guys like a Hibbert or Joe Burrow, whoever you want to say. But, damn it, they, 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 they get you fired quicker than just the average quarterback. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Staley is up against it. I'll tell you right now, I think the Chargers is going to be the odd person out in the AFC. I think they're going to be sitting there nip and tuck. And this all has to do with Staley. I just think it's a situation that Hibbert, the only reason why Staley survived this past season, I think he did a better job coaching than he did as rookie because rookie, he was playing Madden. He was playing Madden on PS, not even the new PS. I'm talking about PS2, my era. 
but he cut down on going for it fourth and four on their 40. He made a better job, but you know what? The only reason why he survived, though, is because Justin wanted him back. And the ownership is cheap. They didn't want to go pay no top dollar for anything. That's why they said, oh, they would, might be interested in Sean Payton. <laughs> Laugh like, man, they ain't spending nothing like that. They window shoppers. I'm going to tell you that Hibbert is, I got him in year, off the 2022, yes, he's tier two, what he's saying, but if he don't, the coach going to get fired, but he's also tittering like, okay, man, we know you got long, nice hair, you got a good, good salad on you, you got a good arm, you can do that, the bottom line, man, you better, you, you got to do more than just take, take Kansas City toe-to-toe. I know he's beat him sometime, beat him one time in Arrowhead, I get that, you got to make the playoffs. Got to make the playoffs. I mean, Hibbert ain't going nowhere. It'd be Staley's ass. But I'm just saying, like, uh, th- th- he could drop down to Tier 3 if they don't. Tier 4. Where were we at on Tier uh, – well, that was Tier 2. Where's Tier 3? Well, Tier 3, who Herbert could potentially join, um, I, I kind of feel like the worst trajectory for his career comparison there, Matthew Stafford. All the talent in the world, but the coaching just kind of holds you back. Um, Stafford's down there on Tier 3. Tier 3, of course, Will Brinson mentions has question marks, but they're intriguing. Um, Along with Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Tua, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. And I think there's a lot of stories that are going to develop out of that Tier 3 in 2023. When you look at who he has in that tier. Um, me personally, you know, when you look at that tier three, I don't, I mean, Hibbert, I don't have, a, and they've got, first of all, let me start with Matthew Stafford. I think at Matthew Stafford's age and what his body's been through in the last few years, and due to the fact that one of the reasons why the Rams were so bad last year is because their offensive line was horrible. I think it's impressive for him to still even be a year three, I mean, tier three. In some people's eyes, I know this is one man's opinion, but even to have him in year tier three is impressive. Um, for some other those guys that probably shouldn't be on tier three, I'm going to give you two of those that probably will be knocking, that should be knocking to try to get back into tier two. Also, I want to definitely talk about this D. Maurice situation uh, in regards to um, this 200 or well, almost 100 page. You know, type of not really book, but man who's been putting together and what he's asking the NFL to do on his way out. And I definitely want to talk about the Coach Prime situation. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark produced and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 